way, don't touch that again or I'm going to shut this whole thing down. <laughs> <laughs> like, for who? That's not for us. <laughs> Welcome to episode number three of Open Mic Post Janko. So here's the lowdown. Here's the deal. Uh, this is going to be episode number three. This is going to be post Janko Daydream. Uh, but I am recording this on the day that we, I put the episode out. Uh, this is not like right after. Um, and like the other, like the Post Plants episode wasn't like the same day or anything. It was like a, maybe like a week later, but... Uh, yeah, I just, am like, I've been sick and shit and trying to get my life together a little bit. And I just like, didn't have time, man. Didn't make, didn't make time. I think that's like probably a better way to go. But I think like you get these like sayings in, in life, right? Like I, I don't have time. And like, I mean, maybe people don't have time, but like a lot of it's just like, I didn't make time, you know, I didn't make time to go to the gym or whatever. You know, I didn't make time to do, to do this or that. Um, trying to be like more honest with myself in those kind of ways because, uh, I mean, that's just a more realistic way of living. I think, uh, also if you're watching this, I got the hood on because, uh, I've been showered in a couple of days and, uh, my hair is fucking a mess. I know that like my style is like, it kind of already looks like it's fucking a mess, but like it's even, it's even worse. Um, so it's also freezing fucking cold in my room. So like everywhere that I've lived, outside of my parents place i've been like in the basement right like i lived with uh, my brother and uh some good friends in kitchener and uh, i got the basement room and like i wanted it like i'm not saying like i've got stuck with the basement room it was, like i wanted the basement room but it was cold as fuck in there and then i got the, the the deepest basement room in this house which again i wanted it but fuck it's cold like no heat gets down here man it's like just cold and the space here i got like doesn't work that well and i think that's contributed to my sickness i've been sick twice this month i got sick first week back i actually had to cancel the original recording of the day uh the janko daydream uh episode i felt really bad about that but like i couldn't fucking talk so you know thanks to those guys for being so cool and understanding um but uh i just like I don't know. I just like, I could, the first week I was like, I couldn't, I had like the worst chest cold of all time and I like could not shake it. And we had shows coming up. Uh, and like, I, then I couldn't, I couldn't practice singing. Like I've been like not able to sing for a, like a while in terms of like being able to practice and stuff. And like my voice is taking a hit because of that, which I mean like the older songs I can, I can sing because, uh, I couldn't sing when we were writing them. So like they're pretty easy vocally. But like the new shit, I'm like really trying to fucking do it, man. And it's hard to hit those notes now. It's funny because I can't hate, or I can't, I can't stand people drinking and shit when I'm listening to them. But am I chewing gum right now? Yeah. Am I drinking a coffee right now? Yeah. I'm not going to listen back to this, right? It's going to be you guys. However many of you listen to this, I don't know. The, the post plan went... Post plants one got some decent views. It's also funny that like at this point right now in doing this, my uh, my like decent views is like 
like anything over 20 like <laughs> so it was like what i'm happy with i average like 30 to 40 and then anything over 40 i'm like fuck yeah dude right on um but i've come to a realization with this right with uh that in the grand scheme of things this podcast probably hasn't wouldn't be classified as a success right in terms of people listening to it and uh people uh you know consuming it or whatever maybe me promoting it as well as i could i don't know but it has been a tremendous success for me in my life for for so many reasons uh one i think it's made me come out of my shell a little bit i'm still shy as fuck in different situations um but i think that it's made me come out of my shell a little bit i've learned so much from everybody that's been on this thing uh and it's made me like such a better like musician and band manager and like the way that i think about stuff and the, and the friends that i've got out of this is crazy and this is something that most people would probably think kevin you're overthinking that that's fucking don't waste your time thinking about it that way but i, I think about life this way a lot of like man if this one thing happened and it led to all this shit whether it's good or bad so i'm gonna tell a story it is kind of a humble brag but bear with me So, a few weeks ago, uh, we played Lost Arts, played a house show, The Chum Bucket, Our very good friends, Luke and Dan and Jonah and Chris and Evan, and uh, I fucking forgot somebody, but anyway, those guys, they throw a house party, uh, and we played it with our good friends, Plants, and our good friends, Ready the Prince. Ready the Prince put out a new single, it's called All the Love I Have to Give, it's fucking incredible. Uh, and yeah, it was wicked. It was a dream lineup. I love that lineup. I hope that's not the last time that lineup ever happens. It was unbelievable. And Cleopatra came. Uh, and Steve told me that the night before. And uh, I, I shit my pants. And then Max from Plants texted me. And uh, he shit his pants. And we were very nervous. <laughs> because those guys are like the gods right now. In in uh, in like modern rock. And um, you know. I mean, I talked that way. I, I'm trying to be part of this scene and that's, you know, they really are, man. They, they, even if you're not into them, like they are, you know, they are. And, uh, they have been one of my favorite band. They're legitimately like my favorite band. Like regardless of it, they could be from fucking Texas or they could be from fucking Germany. Like they're my favorite band. It's, it's got nothing to do with them being local. It's a bonus that they're local, I guess. Local. Um, but they, they really are, man. I think that that was everything that I was looking for when I, f when I discovered their music last year. Uh, and it was super cool to be able to play in front of them. Uh, and it was, it was weird cause it felt like I was showcasing even though we, we weren't, but regardless, so we're setting up and like right before we set up, I like had locked eyes with Luke cause we we're just in a basement. Right. So I like just real quickly, like introduce myself and, uh, we play and we, I go outside and, uh, Ian, the drummer for Cleopatra, Walks by me and he comes back and he's, hey man, he's telling me how, how he loved the set. Uh, we talk for a little bit and, uh, you know, we go downstairs, we watch Ready the Prince. They were fucking awesome. And uh, we're drinking and uh, we're hanging out in like the green room, like the back backstage area, whatever. It's a house show. And uh, Max and, and Steve and myself were all talking. And uh, Steve was like, hey, like, have you have you met the guys? And I was like, really, really quickly, but like, you know, and he's like, cool. He's like, well, like, let me introduce you to like Luke and those guys. And I'm, I'm like, all right, cool. So we go over 
and there's a circle and this kid Alex who's a first year MIA student and God bless him he uh it's Steve and myself and Luke and then the and then the rest of the circle and this Alex guy is just talking about like music or whatever I don't know we were walking in the middle of it and he's talking about how much he's learned from like local of local music and like how much he loves local music and and he says Caleb like you man like like you're doing great things for the scene. I love what you're doing. The podcast is great. It's doing wonderful things. Like, I think I think he said something like I found out about like basic white through you guys, and like just through that I've I've learned so much, which was fucking awesome. Because like I I know this guy a little bit. We like chatted a little bit, uh, but he just like before I got to like meet this guy that I like really look up to in terms of like local musicians, and he writes like these fucking incredible songs that I love, and. uh I'm trying not to be stupid or <laughs> say anything stupid. And uh, this guy just like chats me up. And then both Steve and Luke, who are both guys that I have a lot of respect for, are like looking at me like right on. And I thought, holy fuck. So then I got like, I'm like officially met Luke. Steve like introduced us. We chatted really briefly. People wanted photos and people wanted to talk to them. So we chatted really briefly. Uh, but I said something before all that. I said, you know, I said, it's really weird. I go, in a strange way, Basic White's the reason that we're standing here. We're all standing here right now. And the reason for that is, and now obviously there's a number of variables, but this is the variables in my life, truthfully. At the end of the Basic White episode, I asked Riley, what are some like local bands I should know? And he said, Cleopatrick. And I said, great, I'll put that in the back of my mind. And... I was going through, I don't usually listen to Spotify playlists, but I was, we were trying to kind of figure out maybe where our sound should evolve. So I was listening to some rock playlists and I was like, what are like, what's some, are some playlists that Crownlands are on? And so I opened up a rock playlist that Crownlands was on. And the first song was by this band, Dubay, which is a really great band from Ottawa. And uh, a couple songs down was Bernard Trigger by Cleopatrick. So I was like, perfect. I'll just listen to this uh, playlist and knock some bands off my list. And when I heard Bernard Trigger, I was like, this is really cool. I got to check it out. I'll check it out later. Long story short, because of Basic White, I made the effort to go listen to Cleopatric. Because I listened to Cleopatric, I, I found Ready the Prince. And then reached out to Ready the Prince, release show, blah, 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 blah. Here we all are. That's a long story. But my point of that is that the, the pathways that this podcast has opened me up to, at least faster is pretty crazy. Like I, I likely would have found Cleopatra on my own, but like I've been, I've enlightened <laughs> so many people like to that path and to those bands. And I think that, uh, I think that there is this, this, this thing that you could follow, this line that you could follow that, uh, that this podcast is like done, you know? And I, and I think, I think really indirectly to people, you know, I think, uh, I think indirectly to myself in some cases and indirectly to others, but it's, it's led me to a lot of great music and it's led me to a lot of great, um, ideas. And it's led me to a lot of just a lot of great practices, you know? And I think that sometimes I let life start, uh, flying by me a little too soon you know stuff like you know we've been trying to book shows like we're trying to book like two tours right now i'm trying to book one in april with anella in the early hours which is gonna be fucking wicked we're gonna do like a crossover thing hopefully um but like i do a lot of like i'll like i'll spend the time and like research out who i need to email and then i won't email them i'll like make a note of it and i won't send the message because i make such a big deal about sending the message and i don't know why i do that 
but like today I just like hammer out a bunch of a bunch of emails and messages to people you know and people don't necessarily get back to you right away which is fine but it's like I like won't go out of my way to like I'll just like wait to send the message and I don't know why I do that and that's something I'm trying to break the habit of but I just think like yeah I don't know I just, it's dumb. It's a dumb thing, but I don't know, man. Like that's, I was just been thinking about that because, and like I, I threw, like I threw uh Cleo and some other guys, some EPs and I was like, don't know if you have any use for these, but here they are. You know, you make the effort. Uh, if they listen to it. Great. If they, if it fucking slides into the, in between the seats of their van, fucking whatever, who cares? Um, and I messaged them both the next day and just said, hey, it's, it was great to meet you. Hopefully, you know, we'll talk soon or whatever. I didn't go to my way to try to promote the band. I mean, they watched us. I didn't really go. I, I mentioned because the podcast came up, I said, if you guys are ever back and you want to do it, like, hit me up. Let's make it happen. And they said, that'd be fucking awesome. Um, but I was really nervous about fucking that up because, like, I've been weird around people that I held at, like, a really high standard before. And, uh, I mean, you don't need to do that. But uh, I think I'm a lot more confident in myself, though, too, as as somebody in the London scene. And uh, we still have oh, such a long way to go. Um, but there's been I've, I've noticed things, though, too. I've noticed that um, we played a show. We played Rum Runners on Friday, this past Friday, January 25th. Um, and... It was the Jailbirds EP release show. So it really shows are good to be on. Uh, people will come. Check it out. It was a Friday. It was a late show. We played second. And we've been really lucky with Rum Runner. We played two official Rum Runner show. Our release show was supposed to be Rum Runners, but it was at Music Hall. And um, the first Rum Runner show we played, we opened for Crownlands and the Lazies. And we played second on that. There was another band opening. And uh, we played second on that, and we got so most of like the people that were there for like Crownlands and shit were like were in, and uh, which was cool. So we played to like a pretty big Run Runners crowd, which was was unreal. And on Friday for the Jailbird show, uh, Edie said there's 200 pre-sold tickets, which was crazy. And we went up second, and the place was fucking packed. I couldn't believe it. Obviously. Not just for us, but it was fucking full, man. Like it was full, and like not to capacity or anything, but like to like to the back, man. Like it was it was pretty unreal, and I couldn't believe it. And we so then so then of course because it's us, we play the first song, and like I've got like kind of my beats ready for in between songs. I'm still working on my banter, but uh, you know, play the first song, play the second song. I'll say something before the third song. So I'm waiting for that second song riff to start, and it's not. And I turn to Nick, and he's like, dude, I don't know what the fuck's going on. I'm like, what do you mean? He's like, I think my patch cord's fucked. <laughs> it's like, oh, my God. So it's like gone on a little song where I got to say something, and like the crowd's like died down from cheering, and I'm like, holy fuck, no. Uh, he figured it out. We figured it out. We got it fixed. It wasn't too long. It was like maybe 30 to 45 seconds that, we're, that we are uh, we're not going. And we were good. We were flying for the rest of the show. And it was so good, man. It was it, people were fucking into it. People were fucking moving. There was some moshing at the end of it. It was fucking unreal. And uh, I, I've probably never felt like more badass on a stage than I did that night because I really felt 
like there were there were people that were like there for us you know which was cool outside of our friends and uh that was really cool and it's it's hard not to sound maybe like a little cocky when i'm talking about this like we i got off stage and there was like like nine which you know maybe that's not a lot but for us it's a lot nine like instagram mention mentions and stories which like probably in the grand scheme of things not a lot we usually got like two or three so like i was happy with the nine man it just meant there was more people we sold like a, a most of our merch we we're almost out but we sold like most of it uh and again like we did like just better than we normally do that night which was unbelievable and it really felt like that was just sort of like our welcoming into london which was so great it felt so cool and uh there's a, there's so much more work to do than than that but it it really did feel like okay this isn't hopeless you know and i i've said too man like 2019 i'm i'm trying to come to terms with like what i really wanted in my life and uh, i don't want to just be fucking poor and slumming it forever trying to make music work i think music is a beautiful thing and i hope that i get to do it for a very very long time um but it's unlikely, right? Just numbers-wise, it's unlikely. But I, 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 I don't know if I've actually said this on the podcast before, but like, I said to myself when I was like 16 or 17, I think I said to my parents when we were fighting with each other, that I need to fail at music before I can do anything else. And looking back, to be totally fucking honest, I have no idea what that meant at the time. No idea. It just felt right. Because in, in Meaford, Ontario, I was doing nothing you know, for the music. I would, I would demo songs. I think they were good enough and I'd fucking throw them up on SoundCloud and they were not good enough, you know? And, uh, I, I, I think that within the last year, I've really realized what that meant because I've been doing it and I don't want to fucking stop, man. If if Friday night was our last show ever, like that would, it wouldn't be a bad show to end on, but like, that's not where I would want to go out, you know? But my point of that is, like, I'm having a fucking blast right now, and I've got my eyes set on what's next. And uh, I think that, you know, and I'm not saying, like, 2019, we got to fucking make it. You know, we got to get signed or some shit, or we're done. I just, what I mean is, like, if if at the end of 2019 things are going really fucking well, then I am then I don't want to stop. You know, but if at, if at 2019 we're still spinning our wheels and there's, like, nothing really there for us i don't know if i want to keep trucking you know i don't know i don't know like that it's going to be like a something we'll see in the moment but like right now it's going okay and i see that there is currently light at the end of the tunnel and i think that that's something i want to continue to chase um but it was just i felt so great man like i've never felt that good after a show i never felt so positive after a show and even man when we played to nobody you know, not not nobody. The nobody we, we played a show with the hideout, and I've said this before on the podcast to like nobody to literally like six people that were all like, it was like Julia, one of uh, one of Nick's friends, and like two of Julia. It was like four people and the bartenders, like for real. That show fucking sucked. That was awful. Like that that fucking blows. But we played like, in the doors to like not that many people. That's a small room, but uh, you know. And, uh, where else we played it? Like not that, you know, like Harmony Lunch wasn't that many people, but it was still like really fun. And uh, I think a lot of the times it's like, who's, who's there and everything as well. Uh, but, but it's like, you know, it's, I've never really not gone and played a show and not had fun, you know? And, uh, I want to keep doing that. 
I don't want to keep rambling about the same fucking thing though, but I just, I, I just wanted to, anybody that's like listening that was at Rum Runners, like that was fucking like, thanks for being there. It felt great. It felt so good. Uh, and always appreciative of, uh, Brandon and Edie having us on the bill and everything like that. Um, but yeah, man, also, man, fuck. So it's also like time of year to be like applying to stuff. And so like, I think we're supposed to find out about Canadian Music Week soon. And I'm really not confident about that because because I applied in like August because I didn't want to miss it and it was cheaper to apply like before November or some shit so I just applied like right away I didn't want to miss it and uh we just like didn't have anything at the time like we hadn't played that many shows and I was like fuck I should have just waited I should have waited until after the EP but I mean whatever fingers crossed there's nothing I can do we got Juno Fest hopefully something comes up with that we're we're like a decent local band, so hopefully we'll get picked for that. And then, like, fucking, dude, okay, so Sound of Music is also something I applied to. And this was bullshit. So, like, Anella was, like, telling me how to apply and stuff. So, first of all, it was $10 to apply, right? And then you had to, but you had to go through a website, sign up for the website, which, and pay at least a monthly fee, and then go through the application process. So I like you can sign up for the website for free, but to like do anything you have to pay. So I like do it today, and I like I'm getting it ready. I like throw a fucking profile photo up, add a song, and like I, they ask for all the social media that like nobody fucking uses anymore. So like they want our Twitter, and like we have a Twitter that I don't use. There's no tweets. There's like seven followers. You know they want that. I'm like great. They want a SoundCloud, which you know nobody fucking uses. And then they want, uh, what else do they want? They wanted our YouTube. Okay. Again, like, fuck off. And then, <laughs> so then, and then you could add more links. So I like, added our Instagram and our Facebook. So like, at least if they look at those, like there's activity on that shit and those are doing fine. So, and then you had to add the band. So it was like, how many people in your band? Four. Add the band members. So I'm in there. And then they wanted you to add more that are like members of this website. And I'm like, well, they're not members. So I was Canella, and she's like, I'm like, do I just click next on this? She's like, yeah, you just click next. So I'm like, and she's like, you do that like later or whatever. I'm like, all right, cool. So I click next and it's like, cool. We submitted your shit to the sound of music. And I'm like, awesome. I just wasted like 40 fucking dollars to for sure not get picked for this thing. Like, I, ah, that's so fucking fucking frustrating, man. Like, I don't know. It's bullshit. Applying to things is bullshit. And, like, I just think that I, like, the timing on Canadian Music Week was maybe a little weak. Like, I think, like, like we've been active enough, like, since September. But I don't know, man. It's fucking bogus. It's bogus. I think that's, like, fucking, is that it? I didn't talk about Junko Daydream at all. Uh, thank you guys for being so understanding. We had to, like, move stuff around a little bit. But thanks for doing that. Um, and, yeah. Oh, man. So, uh, yeah. This was out. This has been out for a couple of weeks, but go listen. Basic White put out a new song. It's called Time to Leave. And they're putting out their new album soon, man. In like a month, less than a month. And I'm super stoked to hear it. Hopefully they come back on. Riley was at the show the other night. And uh, he's like the funniest fucking guy. Uh, there's just a couple of things I can't say on here that we talked about. But it was pretty fucking funny. Uh, but man, he said some good. He had some good wisdom for me at the end of that thing. Uh, he said, he was just like giving me like, you guys just seem to be like killing it right now. Like keep doing what you're doing. You, you know, all the, all that shit. But he said something important. 
and this is why making connections is so important in the music industry. Riley White said to me, not verbatim, I'm not quoting him perfectly here, but he essentially is what he said is that, uh, this is like almost verbatim, but it's not quite verbatim. <laughs> he said, you know, man, I'm always going to be here to support your shit. Just like you're always at my, like, always supporting my shit, you know? And then he said, uh, he said, even if your band just played dog shit, I would be here for you because I like you as a guy. It's just bonus that your band kicks ass. Now, is that a little bit of a humble brag? Yes, it is. But the point of me telling you that is that is so fucking important. Okay. I would hope that somehow without this podcast, Riley and I would become friends. But it's because of this podcast that we became friends so quickly. But that's important. And like those are the people. And you know I mean, there are people that I go to their shows all the time. There are people that have been in this bedroom, been on the podcast. And I go to their shows all the time. And uh, they're very rarely, if ever, at a Lost Art show. And I'm going to be honest. That shit makes sense. Because honestly, man, I'm lazy. And I don't like going out. For real. For my best friends, sometimes I do not want to go to your show. Not because I don't fucking like you. Not because I don't love your music. Not because I don't want to support you. But because I just want to fucking do not leave my house. Par- trying to park in London is bullshit, you know? But I go because I love you and I care about you. And you, I know that you love me and you care about me. So I go. But when you, like, don't get that reciprocation, like, that sounds so shitty and, like, trivial. But, it, dude, it's true. It's like, why would I go try to park my fucking car in downtown London? You know, for you, because you don't have the same courtesy for me, you know, and I, I straight up told uh, and I'm not going to say his name because I'm not trying to call him out. I, I love him dearly, but there's a certain friend I have who ha- has a show coming up. It was after our show and he doesn't necessarily make the effort to come up to my stuff, but I've been to a lot of his stuff and, you know, and uh, he kept promoting his sh- like very like anno- he was intentionally being annoying about it. And I like kept throwing in like we got this gig and we were playing with a, a certain band, and uh, so he was kind of making jokes about it. And then later he brings it up again, and I said, "Honestly, man, if I don't see you on Friday, if I don't see you on the twenty fifth, you're not gonna see me on the thirty first. And he said, "Oh," and then we traded tickets, and he came on Friday, which means I guess I probably got to go on Thursday. But m- my point of all that is that you need to be fucking fair. And you need to make the effort and go out. And like, sometimes, man, sometimes the band's not that good, but you gotta just, you gotta do it, you know? And I've been trying to tell that to like my band, man. Like, you gotta go out. I said this show that we played on Rum, on Friday at Rum Runners is costing me a lot of money because there are a lot of shows that I now have to pay for to go. And again, I fucking love those people dearly, man. I, me and Austin from Brighter Green always trade tickets. We are usually playing shows together. I'm always at a Brighter Green show, and he's always at a Lost Stars show. There's no question. You know? And again, it's fucking awesome that Brighter Green kicks ass. I love those guys, man. Dearly. I love the music, and I love them as people. And I'm, I'm sure the, you know, that feeling is reciprocated. Um, but, like, that's the love that you need to find. And that's what I thought that was so great about... Riley's saying that, and like, you know, with Steve and I gotta hang out more, like, we talk a lot, Steve from Mary the Prince, uh, we talk a lot on, like, on Facebook and stuff, but when we gotta hang out again at that house show, you know, we talked a bit more, and he messaged me the next day, and he said, man, 
like it's so it's i just i love talking to you man like if you, any, if you ever need anything like let me know and like those are the friendships that you need to make you know i don't need nor want to use ready the prince for anything you know i'm so fucking stoked for their success and they're gonna go to europe in march and they're gonna murder it and i'm I'm happy to like i i want to be part of that family like just i want to be part of that thing that when we go to toronto that they can come out and when you know they're in london you know and steve said to me man i just want to book shows in london through you guys like that's the better way to go you know and that's great i'm glad i can do that for people I'm probably getting to the point of rambling right now. The problem with doing this solo cast is if you lose your mind, like your train of thought, it's tough to remember, go back where you are. But I do remember why I started this. And it was that, like, that is just, it, it, it's a perfect example of why networking is, is important and why outside of your music, why I'm like, almost any aspect of music, unfortunately, it's not about the fucking music, man. The music is a bonus. If you're in a band and your music is great, that's a bonus. That is, you know, I think of how many bands that aren't that good make it, man. It's probably because the people in those bands are, are good guys, you know. I know guys that aren't the best that are good guys. Man, I'm not the best singer, so I'm trying to be a good fucking guy and get out there, you know. And, I mean, this is definitely something more for, like, the Romancer podcast. We talked about that a lot, but uh, that's it, man. I'm trying to, I don't want to keep these too much over 30 minutes, so I'll probably just leave it kind of there. But, uh, yeah, man, that's so important. It's so important uh, to network and just get out there and, like, you know, be yourself. And But you're, you're going to find more of your personality in that. You know, I think I've found a lot of my personality in doing this and being able to talk to people. Um, it's just, it's so important, you know. So yeah, I'll shut up. I don't need to keep fucking talking. That's probably it. I have like a, I have some stuff written down that's like so out of date because I wrote it down like a month ago to talk about it on the next episode. And then I do the next episode like a, a month later and I don't get to it. Uh, so yeah. Anyway, that's where I'll leave open mic episode number three. Thank you so much. Leave some fucking feedback. Do you like it? Do you hate it? How are you liking the episodes? Go check out the Junko Daydream episode uh that was a good one we're talking about touring like doing a denny's tour that's fucking hilarious man just touring denny's go check that out and uh yeah they're good guys next we got uh romancer shorter episode they had to go to sound check but we made it happen uh i'm gonna definitely hit on this more in that uh open mic episode post romancer but i've always been told that romancer are the nicest guys uh, I'm just fucking sure they're the nice guys and I wish I could have got to hang out with them longer. I also missed their set and I apologize profusely for that. Um, but yeah, so we'll get onto that. So check out the Junko episode. Go check out, um, the new, well, Common Chase put out a music video. Go check out that there. Episode 31, 30, yeah, 31 or 32. And, uh, the new... Yeah, the new basic white. Time to leave. It's fucking killer. Those guys are going to blow up soon. They're the best. And, uh, yeah. All right. I can talk forever. So, here we go. Bye. <laughs>